Welcome to the Triangle Gardener Magazine Show. We're your guide to enjoyable gardening in North Carolina. Today's story is part of our series on sustainable gardening, and Kit Flynn is here to talk to us about sustainable roses. I'm your host, Dan Mason. So there are lots of sustainable roses out there. Do investigate them because they are good for the environment and they are wonderful additions to your garden. But first, a word from our sponsor who helps make this all possible. Garden Destinations is a digital magazine for travelers who want to experience the world's finest public gardens and garden destinations. From their website, GardenDestinations.com, you can learn about unique gardens, get insider tips from expert travelers, and make plans to include these destinations in your next adventure. Check them out at GardenDestinations.com. Now, on with today's story. I'm Kit Flynn, and I'm sitting in my garden in Chapel Hill, and I would like to talk to you about growing sustainable roses. Now, sustainable roses are those roses that don't need any spraying whatsoever. The year 2000 was an exciting one among rosarians, as it saw the introduction by William Radler of his famous knockout rose, a rose that would go on to become the best-selling rose of all time. Knockout is important because it truly is a disease-resistant rose, so it requires no spraying. This was a first rose after a century of dealing with all those finicky hybrid tea roses that demonstrated to the public that finally it was possible to grow a rose without the use of chemicals. However, the story really begins before knockout. In 1996, under the auspices of Dr. Steve George from Texas A&M, Texas A&M began their Earthkind roses in an effort to discover if there were any roses that could grow without chemical support. The idea that there could be some low-maintenance roses was truly a revolutionary one. The initial five-year study included 468 specimens, including some hybrid teas, and they followed several rules in an effort to judge sustainability. One, roses would receive no water after the first year. Two, the soil was not amended. Three, no roses were fertilized. Four, no fungicides or pesticides were applied, and five, no roses were pruned. All the roses receiving the Earthkind designation were own root roses, and this meant that they were growing on their own roots. They were not grafted. They were able to tolerate black spot, something that the hybrid teas are unable to do for the most part. At the end of the five-year period, 11 varieties, and you have to understand in Rosarian language, cultivars are referred to as varieties. Um, Eleven varieties, including Knockout, had won the Earthkind label. No hybrid tea passed the test. Today, there are Earthkind trials taking place throughout the country, and researchers are giving new roses the Earthkind designation. One word of warning is necessary. 
black spot has different races. That is meaning strains. So if a rose might be impervious to one race, it could easily succumb to another. Consequently, Nebraska earthkind roses might not do well here in North Carolina. Therefore, I advise that it is better to look at the Texas A&M list. The list of sustainable roses doesn't stop with earthkind roses, although that is certainly a good place to begin your research. Griffith Buck was a professor of horticulture at Iowa State University, and he was intent upon hybridizing roses that could withstand the brutal Iowa winters. Buck introduced 85 rose varieties that grew beautifully on their own roots and could survive the cold Iowa winters. Fortunately for us, Griffith Buck was generous in handing out his roses to his many friends because Iowa State University ended their rose hybridizing research and plowed over his fields upon his retirement. Horrified, his friends amassed the ones he had given them, giving the cataloging rights to the University of Minnesota. These roses, known as Buck Roses, are now widely available. Mary Buck, Griffith's daughter, asked Pat Henry, who is the owner of Roses Unlimited, to test several cuttings from a rose her father had been working on before his death. This led to the introduction of quietness, a highly esteemed buck rose. Try it, you might like it. Please realize that not all of the buck roses will do well in our hot, humid summers. The best reference is to find those that bear the good disease resistant designation. Found in 1887, W. Cordes Son has produced not only some of the most beautiful roses, but also some of the most disease-resistant roses that are now on the market. Through their subsidiary, Cordes Roses International, Cordes Roses are now widely available in the U.S. The Cordes Sons determined that the, their roses would receive no sprays for a period of three years in 11 German test sites. In the 60 years of this program, only 144 varieties out of 1,500 have received the ADR label, and Cordis has the most ADR roses. Cordis recently introduced their fairy line. I personally have had good luck with Cinderella fairy tale and Pompanella fairy tale. These are delightful shrub roses with a good fragrance from many of them. Their Vigorosa line features a group of ground cover roses that are great for mass plantings. Their veranda roses are floribundas that only grow between two and three feet high and are suitable for planters. They even offer some hybrid teas with the ADR designation, such as Grand Amore and Eliza. Along with the Earthkind roses and Cordis roses, there are the pioneer roses developed by Michael Shoup, who owns the Antique Rose Emporium in Texas. Texas is the home of the rose rustlers who are intent on rediscovering long forgotten roses that are still thriving on abandoned home sites. The roses wearing the pioneer designation are tough roses. All are shrub roses. Some are relatively new, having been propagated by the Antique Rose Emporium.
And do not forget the species roses, such as lovely Ladybanks rose and the chestnut rose, Rosa roxburghii. Species roses only bloom once, but many of them are lovely additions to the garden, along with the Ragosa roses that actually dislike all sprays. Every year, there are more and more sustainable rose introductions hitting the market. One to keep your eye on is Olivia Rose Austin, a David Austin introduction that has shown terrific disease resistance. Because it is only offered as a grafted rose, my advice is to hold off until other nurseries have permission to propagate this one. The last place to find sustainable roses is by looking around your neighborhood. Two years ago, I was talking to my neighbor and suddenly noticed one of her roses. It turned out it was blossom time, designated to be a short climber. My neighbor never sprayed it and it looked great. Consequently, I bought it. It's in my garden. I love blossom time. I've never sprayed it once. Lastly, there is a great book on the subject, Roses Without Chemicals by Peter Kukuleski who was the curator for the Peggy Rockefeller Rose Garden at the New York Botanical Garden before running the New York Earthkind Rose Trials. One caveat, some of his nomenclature is a bit untidy. So there are lots of sustainable roses out there and do investigate them because they are good for the environment and they are wonderful additions to your garden. I'm Kip Flynn. And happy rose gardening. You've been listening to The Triangle Gardener. You can find this and past episodes of our podcast at the Triangle Gardener website, trianglegardener.com.